three, two, one. Roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And my guest today has taught thousands of celebrities, experts, entrepreneurs how to step into the power of their natural voice to amplify their authority and captivate the room. Her unique approach, psychology of the voice, transforms voices from the inside out. Welcome, everybody, Tracy Goodwin. Hey, so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited because everybody has a voice and there is power in exploring it, in unleashing it. So absolutely excited. First of all, what is a natural voice? What's the opposite of a natural voice? Mm, great question. The opposite is when uh, like we get on or we, you know, somebody says, hey, you should have a video voice or a radio guy voice, or I'm not really showing you who I really am. That's the opposite. And so many people hide behind these things in their voice that are not really who they are but they think they're supposed to, or sometimes they don't even realize it. And this is so important right now because we cannot meet face-to-face. -face. It's in the pandemic for people listening in some other uh, years than 2021. We are in the pandemic and uh, the world is connected via Zoom mainly and via phone. We are very, very connected, but not the whole body. Voice is always there. So... Tell us, how, what, what's the psychology of the voice? So psychology of the voice, and I love what you just said, by the way, because voice was always important, but now more than ever. Because even like on Zoom, I can't totally see your body language. I, I can, but I can't, not like if we were in the same room. So psychology of the voice is a very unique methodology that I created that is literally based on our subconscious put our voice in. Our subconscious is what's calling the shots on how we use our voice. And it starts before we're five years old. Before we're five, somebody says, hey, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You start making your voice smaller. Your subconscious starts making your voice smaller or quieter because the subconscious is trying to protect your heart and the voice is the orchestra of your heart. So the subconscious is trying to keep us safe. And as a result, maybe we talk really fast so we can hurry up and get to the other side so you won't judge me. Or maybe I don't say anything at all. So we've got that piece. And then everybody's processing every single sound we make in their subconscious. So it's all about the voice in relation to actually what's going on in our mind. Not many people in the audience know that my first career was as a psychotherapist. I studied psychology and philosophy and then became a certified psychotherapist. And we were all studying what's, what's the real impact of this thing. Two people talking, one on the couch, the other lying behind. What, what, what is it? What is the impact of this? And I remember the clinical studies telling us that 80% is the voice of the therapist. 
80% of the impact. And impact meaning you have a miserable life, you have a little bit more fun in life. Uh, that's the impact we are talking. It's a life-changing impact. How you see yourself, how do you, you relate to the world. And 80% of that was just voice. How is that possible? It is because literally we process every single sound that comes out of your voice in our subconscious. We science has, and I, and I know you know this, knowing this background, but science has proven we determine everything about you based on what we hear. So we're deciding subconsciously what kind of car you drive. Do you like dogs? Are you trustworthy? Trust is built in a literal sound in the voice. And some of it's conscious, but a whole lot of it is subconscious. And people don't realize that. They don't maximize that power. Let's say you've got a tone. We talk about tone of voice. And, and we use this tone to get our point across. How is that being processed? Well, subconsciously, I'm deciding that's who you are. But is that really who I am? And is that really what I want you to decide about me? So the so I like to talk about the words are the gift and the voice is the beautiful wrapping paper. That's what we see first. That's what we hear first. And how we say the words is going to determine the impact we make, whether you're going to listen to me or not. There are sounds that we have in our voice that literally can repel people and shut down the subconscious of the listener. And they never even hear you. And for business people, this is critical. How is your team processing you? Are they, you know, what are you saying versus what are they hearing? I have two boys and they are very loud, very alive. And I catch myself like 20 times a day saying, not, not so loud, not so loud, not so loud. <laughs> now I'm thinking, hey, what am I, what am I stopping here? Because as you say, when we hear as kids that we are too much, that we are too loud, that uh, that has some serious repercussions. Um, how about our children and uh, their voice? What's your perspective on that? Well, uh, parents always get a little nervous when they hear me talk about this because I think they start thinking about all the mistakes that they that they might have made, <laughs> right? And so first and foremost, None of, I don't believe for the most part, any of it is intentional. This goes back to that. A lot of times people don't realize the power of their own voice and that not, Hey, not so loud. Does that have impact? Well, maybe, but there's a whole lot more impact in nobody wants to hear what you have to say or stop talking. But what really is the powerful work is in the modeling how are you creating an unpredictability to model that for them? Or what are more choices? You know, not so loud. Well, it, what are, is there another option? Alternate loud and quiet. I want to see if you can alternate loud and quiet. Because really, at the end of the day, in, in our adult lives, when it comes to captivating the room, we want to create unpredictability. And we all have those shades in us right? We have a core way of being. I have high energy. I'm intense from a voice perspective. This is who I am, but it doesn't mean that's the only piece, right? So finding that exploration of what are the other shades of your voice 
could actually be a fun exercise with kids, right? How can you captivate me? What's another voice choice? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that out today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Another thing that I remember is I was an immigrant kid in another country, in another language, not yet integrated in, in the class. And at some point, my, my teacher said, okay, now uh, come on stage and uh, tell us your, your favorite poet, poem. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I remember um, reciting uh, Rainer Maria Rilke, the panther. And I loved it. And I did it and I was so nervous in front of everybody. And then he said, stop. Can you please repeat it? Because it had, it had such a beautiful flow. And everybody, close your eyes, listen to it again. Now, this was a small intervention from the teacher, but decades later, now it's 40 years later, I remember this. And especially in, in hard weeks, and entrepreneurship is hard at times, um, I remember this as a core think, hey, your, your voice is helpful, is valuable. And so keep, keep uh, showing up with your voice. Uh, how about in corporations, in teams, giving voice uh, and, uh, and, and respecting voice? What can we do to have voices heard and, and seen? Mm. I want to say one thing about what you said about the the poem and that is that is that is the epitome of all of the work for me is what you did in that moment was you made people feel something and that is you know the world teaches us get the words right focus on the words and I'm not minimizing that but really at the end of the day and this is a segue into the question you just asked how do you want people to feel we, you know, especially here in America, we are outcome driven and get it done. And, you know, we we work, 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 work. And we're always striving to something. Um, that's not a bad thing. But I'm not there. The, the listener is not there. We're not in each other's minds. And and so we can have that. I'm a problem solver. I'm outcome driven. But when you are with people you've got to be in the now. And that's one of the most critical ways we can make people feel heard is first and foremost is understand that that's, all, it really should be on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think, this sense of belonging and feeling heard. Anytime there are problematic voices, and I say that meaning maybe a need to prove mask, someone doesn't feel heard. And so we have to go back and look at really simple things like when I'm having a conversation with you, I'm right here with you. I'm not deciding where we're going down the tracks. I'm not deciding what I need to let you know. I'm not deciding anything. I'm right here having a conversation which requires acute listening. And those are two things that literally we almost don't even do anymore because we're always on the go and because we're always busy and we're always trying to get somewhere. So we have to start listening. And, and in that listening and in that being present, I'm going to make you feel more like what you have to say matters. So powerful. 
I am curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Well, I'm one of those people that will have coaches at, all around me the rest of my life because I, there is always more for me to learn. And so I have to give the award to my current one of my current coaches. He is a heart-centered sell, selling coach. And so he's not pushing strategy. He's talking in the same language that I talk about. What is your heart saying? How do you want this person to feel? How do you want to bring your product to them from a heart perspective, not a sales strategy per se. So I, I, and he's doing it very, very different. And I probably love it because it aligns with how I approach voice. So I'm going to give him, him the award right now. What's his name? His name is Adam Cadu. Beautiful. And this is so important, uh, being in strategy, being in sales, whatever we do at the end, it's a person to person thing. And that's either a heart centered relationship or it's really not, not a relationship at all. It's just a transaction, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I, I think it, we really, everybody's not for everybody. Right. I think that's part of the work is in finding the people that you align with and you want to grab a nugget from, and then go look at another strategy, go look at another way of doing it. And you, ultimately then find your own way based on all the wonderful things that you learn from others. And you said one of my coaches, how many coaches <laughs> do you engage for which topics? Well, that kind of, that almost sounds like a negative, right? I have to surround myself with people to hold me up. Well, I have right now, I have someone working with me on publicity. So that's, that's something I want to do is spread this message to the furthest reaches of the world. Well, that's not in my wheelhouse. I learned a long time ago that if I surround myself with people that are really good at things that maybe aren't my strength, they're going to make me better. So I have a coach that helps me write media pitches and do publicity. And then I'm currently watching with this, this man I mentioned, he's helping me with launches. He's actually a, a launch coach from the messaging and, and selling perspective. And, and before that, I had a coach in selling about systems, you know, that helped me create systems around selling. So that's what I mean when I say I'm always looking for someone that can teach me something that's going to make my work better for others. I worked with a subconscious reprogrammer one time because I knew that would help me make my work better for people. This is so important. Absolutely. And I also have coaches. Uh, and this is so important because we cannot do it all alone. When we do big things, we cannot do it all alone. And uh, there is also wisdom in humility in saying, okay, I'm not the best at everything. I'm the best at this thing. And for the rest, I will bring in the best people with me that push me, that support me. And um, I can always learn something. 
Yeah. And there's so many different methodologies and strategies. You know, I think about the way I coach voice, which is very different than other voice coaches. So I'll always like even a sales coach. I'll always have a sales coach that has a different methodology because it's also valuable and we can take pieces from everybody we learn from and, and then morph into our own style where we can really serve to the best of our ability, I think. Three books that influenced you most. This was, this is a hard one. This is a hard question because I am an avid reader and I love to learn, but I, I want to pick first and foremost, the body keeps the score, hmm. which is very much psychology of the voice is very much about what is in the muscle memory habit. And this book is about how literally trauma is held in the body. Very great book. Back to selling. I loved Never Split the Difference. <gasps> that, that, yes. Oh my gosh. Isn't it great? I love it. Such a great book. I yes. was, I, I was so lucky to be two days ago. I was on a conference and I was speaker number five and he was speaker number one. So I can't, I could listen <sighs> to him. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. And he talks about, I don't know how far you are on the book, but he talks about voice stuff and he talks about in hostage negotiation, the late night DJ voice, which is what I call the quiet bit, which is the most powerful thing that we can do. I was thinking about the late late night DJ voice. And even if it was an audiobook, what is it really? Because, you know, for millennials, a DJ has a different voice than for Chris Voss, who is now in his uh, 60s, 70s. Yeah. How, how would you do the late night DJ voice? So well, the way Chris Voss talks about the late night DJ voice is what I call the quiet bit. I believe there's five elements of vocal variety. And we tend to work in loud and fast, right? That's what we tend to do. But when I get quiet, I'm actually telling your subconscious that I care about you. And that's what he's talking about with late night DJ voice. Now, you don't want to, in his work, it's a little different, right? He's hostage negotiating. In our work, what are the moments that I want to reel you in? And I want to shift the, that's what I was talking about earlier, that unpredictability. So we have that quiet moment where, you know, I care. And then I might ramp back up because that's who I really, that's the, that's my go-to because that is more aligned with my personality. He has three, three variations. The, the quiet, the, the fun uh, mm -hmm. and, and the serious. Yes. You have five variations. What are your variations? So I've got my elements broken. Yeah. And I love that he has that almost more, almost kind of like personalities. What we're capable of, what our voices are capable of doing is loud and soft, fast and slow, high and low, pause, which is the most powerful, and then elongation which is degrees of emotion. And, and my study on that was how do we use those five and how are they triggering the five senses? Because when, when you hit my senses with something, that's how you make me feel. And when, and that's how we move into an emotional connection that goes far beyond words and far beyond data. So my breakdown is a little different, but that's what everybody's voice can do are hit those, those senses. 
So powerful. And we can observe these five things in the next days. So people, when you're listening, observe yourself. When do you go into which variation? And and uh, what, what does it tell you about your state? Do, and how can you bring more intention into it that you become in control of these things? Because you are telling 80% of the story to the other side. So this has impact. Oh, yeah. 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 And I guess the third book is probably in the same family. It's The Power of Habit. And we're habitual creatures. And that doesn't mean we always create habits that serve us. And voice is very much about habit. If I speak fast all the time, I created that habit from somewhere. But it doesn't mean it's serving me. Do you do some voice exercises daily or before special appearances? So I kind of go against the grain of the typical, what, what is typical. And what I like to do when I work with people is I try to get them where they are, no matter how or when they are blindsided, because life blindsides us, that they are in their best voice all the time. An example might be if somebody's sound is stuck in their throat or maybe they're not articulating and their jaw is locked and so they're talking like this and that's not as impactful. I want to free their jaw permanently. And that goes back to that power of habit. I want to change what's in their muscle memory. I want to free their jaw so that it becomes the new normal. Now, if I have a presentation, I'm certainly going to practice the flow, practice the time, practice things like that. But a lot of times people can over practice and create more problems. And I like to get to the core of what is the ultimate problem in your voice. And if I just warm up, I may be warming that problem up. That to me, I want to solve the problem. What is the story that's making you go fast? Do you think you have to get it right? I want to unravel that and then we can put something in the in the muscle memory that is permanent. Powerful. And then you said the the most impactful technique is the pause, the silence. Now, when I think of it, I think of Barack Obama with his long silence. Still, it's hard for me to transpone it into my world because I have always the fear if if I shut up for 15 seconds, well, then everybody else starts talking. How, how <laughs> I, I lost the attention. Uh, how how can non Barack Obama people <laughs> more poses? <laughs> so I love that. And it's such a great question. And And most people struggle with the pause. They feel uncomfortable in the pause, exactly like what you just said. They're going to cut me off. They're going to think I don't know what I'm talking about or I lost my thought. So it becomes about owning. It becomes about intentionality. It becomes about I am driving to a place. And I am unabashedly owning that pause so that there's no question. Did she forget what she was talking about? What's she doing? Right. It becomes an owning and I use that term a lot in my work. We, we tend to get tentative or we tend to rush or we tend to do these things. And, and we know what we're talking about. Now we need to own that. And I'm owning that I'm pausing. Okay, I'm done. I'm done pausing. <laughs> and there was no, no 
no wiggle room. It was right. clear what comes next. So that's the answer. We because many times we we improvise, but mm -hmm. in this case, you know where you want to go, and you you fortify that you you take that stance. And that has an element of void in it. Yeah, and I, I highly encourage people to start around impact statements because in the moment, I don't want you thinking. That's part of the problem is people are thinking about getting the words right. And the minute you go up into your head, your voice cannot work. It falls flat. But you know you're going to say something impactful. You know you're going to leave me a, a great nugget. Drop it and then own, commit to that pause. And that's a great way people can start. Absolutely. So people s s thinking right now, oh, I would love to let her check my voice. And uh, I'm curious, what, what can I do with my voice? So who should call you and for, for which questions? Really, that's probably the hardest question you could ask me <laughs> because in my world, I believe that everybody, everybody, like you said, like you started, everybody has a voice. And it is one of the things that people oftentimes, many people do, but many people don't maximize the power of their voice. So this work is for anyone, anyone in any kind of business, an entrepreneur, a professional that first and foremost does not have inner freedom around using their voice. They struggle. They, they're worried about judgment. They're scared to say something. They beat themselves up after they've said it because they think they got it wrong. They're, they work overtime trying to get it right. There's no inner freedom around that. That's the person I'm most interested in talking to because you should have inner freedom around expressing your message. And there's a whole lot of psychology around that. You think you're getting it wrong. We think you're doing great. So that is something that people can struggle with. If you are struggling with connection, chances are good you're hiding behind a voice mask. If people are not resonating with you, if they're not listening to you, if they're not downloading your show, if they're not watching your videos, if they're not buying from you, there could be a disconnect there. And then the person who feels limited in revealing who they really are. So any questions around that? I'm, I'm, everything is the same. Everything sounds the same, Tracy. Okay, you're not revealing who you really are. Or I don't feel like people are listening to me. Or to go back to people are cutting me off. Okay, there's something going on in a sound where they're not even hearing you. This is so powerful. And let me share a personal thing. Because I would really love everybody to do more videos. Whoever is listening right now, do more videos, post them on LinkedIn, send them via email, do more videos for the people you care about because this is so powerful and it's so easy right now on your phone. But I, we know doing videos is an act of overcoming this emotion and, and, and exactly expanding your inner freedom and not punishing yourself because it will mm -hmm. be not perfect. So I have to share... Three years ago, the Simon of three years ago, because right now people see Simon every day on stage, on TED, uh, with Chris Voss on a stage even lately. So they might think, oh, it comes easy to him. People, three years ago when I started this podcast, I didn't know where to look at 
I was scared of watching into this camera because the camera is not a person. So who, who am I talking to? And so I had this camera guy, Laszlo. <laughs> uh, shout out to you, Laszlo. He comes from film industry. And so he told me, Simon, you have to imagine there is a person there and then you are talking to this real person. And then I started talking. It was stiff as hell and it was boring as hell. And then he said, Simon, would you talk like this to your kids? Imagine there your kids there. And so I realized that you can talk from the heart or from the head. So, okay, let's do more heart. Then I took a, a, a voice coach. She worked 10 hours with me here in this room. Uh, breath work, heart-centered heart, uh, messaging. She went again. How would you say this to your kids, Simon? Come on, say it like it is. And this was just the first weeks. So for months, it was intense emotional and intense bodily technical work that makes it now possible that I talk every day to one stranger uh, on, on the show here. And uh, it, it might look now fluent, but it is not. And English is not even my native language. I'm still learning the, the main language uh, here. So I really recommend everybody to, to work with a voice coach and to expand that inner freedom because from month to month, it, it will make your business and your communication easier. And communication is the heart of your business. And I, I love what you said about video and I am so in agreement. It is, it's not an, it's not an option anymore. I don't think people are desperate for connection. We've been isolated. We need to see faces. We need to hear voices. And so it, half of that noise, half of that not getting on video is, is noise in your head. Like you said, and, and you gave some, some exact strategies there, you know, who are you talking to? Make it how and how do you want people to feel? How do you how do I want my listener to feel? You know, and I really am in agreement on that. You've got to get on video, and 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 like you said, the phone. You just pick up the phone and punch a button. It's so easy from tech the tech perspective now too. Yes, we have no excuses, and uh, you know the people people want to be connected and. Um, in some, in some cases, we had a discussion here where somebody said, it's not just that uh, we should communicate more. We have the responsibility if we have something to say, to say it. If we have something to share, to share it with others so they can also use it. Well, absolutely. And I believe that you know we get into comparison and that's a dangerous thing to do because I believe that everybody's got people out there waiting to hear their message. Mm -hmm. And if I'm sitting here with a story in my head that says I'm bothering them or they don't want to hear me, then I've left my people trying to find me and I've walked the path. I'm going to be the one to teach them. So we do have a responsibility. And I, I believe that every voice matters. Every voice needs to be heard and, and every voice we want to hear your voice. And that's some of that noise in the head that goes all the way back to before you're five. You know, they don't want to hear you're bothering them. Is there another choice, right? 
this is, I think, something that so many of us feel at many points. No, I would be bothering them. Mm -hmm. No, let me not write this email. I will bother them. Mm -hmm. No, let me not send the video. I would just interrupt them, bother them. I know it from myself. I have this thought once a day. Uh, so how how do you approach that? How do you work with your clients when you see this limiting belief? Which is common. I hear it at least once a day. First and foremost, and this is a critical shift, don't decide what I'm thinking. We get all off in the future and and we adjust how we use our voice based on what we've already decided the other person is thinking. And it, I have no idea what you're thinking unless I ask you. And then it could be left to chance, right? So we adjust who we are and how we be and how we use our voice based on a perception of what I think that person is thinking. And so when I talk about choice, well, if it's a choice not to send the email or not to do the video because you might be bothering me, is it also a choice that I've been looking for you? There are very few absolutes. It's an absolute that I'm 5'2". Right, there's no amount of emails are going to fix that. But it's not an absolute. Maybe you, Maybe you want to hear from me. So we have to stop deciding what people have decided about us. Powerful, a, a, a reframing of the situation, very powerful. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? No, this has been great. This is a, an amazing conversation. <laughs> Who should be my next guest? You should have a man named John Ramsteed on your show. He's got an incredible near-death story. He's he's in leadership and he is extraordinary. So I'm going to recommend him for your show. Beautiful. Where can people stay in touch with you, read more, watch more about you? I am on social media, mostly under Captivate the Room, which is my company name, sometimes under Tracy Goodwin. And then of course you can go to the website captivatetheroom.com. And that's where you can find me. Inner freedom, everybody. This was Tracy Goodwin. If your inner freedom in showing up, in uh, sharing with the world is not at 100%, please, please contact Tracy and have a conversation with her. As you saw, it's, it's working. It's legit. We just experienced it. So Tracy Goodman, everybody, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This was great. Come back soon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.